Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. Well, hey, y'all ready for this? I certainly am. And uh, this week or this uh, episode, we're going to talk about something that I think maybe isn't as addressed as often about YouTube. It's very much like a big hot topic in the blogging space, um, but on YouTube, it's not talked about as much, and there's a few reasons for that, and that's the topic of YMYL, or yep. your money, your life. So what that means in definition, actually, Ricky, if you, if you, if you want to give me a definition of YMYL. Yeah, so um, this is, like Nate said, this has been a huge thing in the blogging space, but YMYL refers to um, content that is about your money or your life. It's actually been kind of expanded beyond that, but we still sort of throw these things into the YMYL bucket. But basically anything where, you know, somebody's search, the information that they get, if it will impact their life, their livelihood or their, or their life, um, their wellness, their health, et cetera, or their money, so mm -hmm. their livelihood, their, their income, their investing, any of those kinds of things. Google puts kind of more strict um, <laughs> requirements around their expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. Uh, we call that EAT or EAT. Uh -huh. um, they call it that, so we just steal their their term. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but they they have kind of stricter requirements around that for the content that they're going to surface, that they're going to show uh, when somebody does a search. So that's typically spoken about the importance of that on the Google search, like the SERP, on, when you Google something, when you search something on Google, it's that Google is interested in giving the most accurate answer and making sure that there's expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness with that answer. So it's not just some Joe Schmo telling you how to uh, spot a the symptoms of a stroke or something right, right? Yeah. Uh, or you know the best way to invest your your money you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the space on on blogging and traditionally we've said okay in the blogging space there, there, there there's a reason we're starting this off pretty blogging heavy even though even if you aren't doing blogging you're just doing youtube it's totally fine either way there's a reason we're bringing this up because it lays the groundwork for what we're going to be talking about here it's as okay. i'm sure you can kind of guess up to this point it's been important on the Google side of things. So part of the question we're looking to answer here is, how important is it on the YouTube side of things? Yeah. Uh, the expertise, the authoritativeness, or trustworthiness, if you are in, this, in a YMYL space, or if you're talking about, and again, just reiterating, if, if that's a new term for you, if you're talking about money, budgeting, like anything to do with your money, investing, et cetera, or your life, meaning health topics, um, advice, um, diagnoses, treatments, right. any uh, like exercise, fitness, a lot of those spaces are considered YMYL. And I know many people listening to this are in that space. And so even if you're not in that space, maybe listen up here because there's going to be some pointers that you might uh, find very helpful as you're addressing this topic. So um, how important is it on YouTube? Are we seeing it to be important? Well, that's really the big question because... Um Obviously, YouTube has multiple algorithms that kind of work differently than what we do with Google Search. Um, you know, in the blogging space, we're basically focused on when somebody types in a question, my content shows up on page one of Google so that um, people will click into it and they'll see my content. Mm -hmm. On YouTube, I mean, we're dealing with multiple 
recommendation algorithms, right? That are determining, um, here's an audience, here's stuff that they like to watch. And while, don't get me wrong, like YouTube, I'm sure cares about providing accurate information, but really like what's their main goal? Keep people watching as long as possible. So, you know, if somebody's doing a bunch of research or trying to learn about a medical situation, I could imagine that when they do a search, uh, maybe in YouTube or on Google, and Google points to a YouTube video, um, EAT might matter quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But from there, going down that rabbit hole of video after video that gets recommend, recommended, I, I've got to imagine that on the YouTube side, there also there's going to be a lot more about like how does this video perform. If I'm asking a medical question and then I'm watching a bunch of videos about that topic, and what I'm getting is, you know, content created by the best health experts in the world, but it's incredibly dry and I don't want to, and I, like, I'm not enjoying watching it. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just don't know well that, I don't know that that's going to perform better on YouTube than somebody else who's maybe been through that medical issue themselves or, you know, um, a doctor with a little bit less experience, but better on screen talent or something. I, I could imagine their content would end up performing better. So I guess what's going on here is there's because there's these different algorithms at play. I don't totally know how much it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be valuable from the standpoint of building trust with your audience as well as performing well on YouTube. But I think all of the other stuff is really important too. And I agree. I've I haven't. Uh, I I haven't followed the thread at any point to understand are there aspects of my about page on my channel that I could put in credentials or that type of thing that somehow improve my channel's rankings. If I am a medical doctor and I'm doing this type of thing, um, I should probably, anyway, if I'm going to be talking about medical topics, I should put it in my about page. But I haven't personally pursued any of these threads to try to identify how much YouTube factors in Right. That type of thing, like descriptions of videos or the words spoken in the videos. Hey, I'm an MD. You know, I, uh-huh. I have 20 years in medicine or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I've never actually done an in-depth search into that. Right. But to this point of how YouTube is a totally different animal. And, and again, we don't need to compare everything to blogging here. It just serves as a good way to show the right. contrast of how YMYL is treated here. And that's really where this comes from right ymyl is like something introduced from the google side from the search very much the search side which is only one facet of how we get views on youtube Mm -hmm. and really it came from like google at some point starting to have to answer questions in like in a very formal setting like to congress um about i mean they're the gatekeepers of information on the web right and so you know when Congress starts asking them, hey, so how do you decide which content to rank? What if, you know, what if people are asking these kinds of questions? Somebody says, hey, I'm feeling tightness in my chest. What should I do? And all of the articles are telling me to, you know, go smell essential oils and go to bed. Like that's that's probably not going to go very well, right? Because if people are trusting what they read online and Google decides what you see and they do it just based on what's most popular, that's not... It's not going to work. Um, and then Google takes some responsibility then for people who die because of 
inaccurate information. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of where this came from. And I guess the question is like with YouTube, is there the same liability where people are just sort of going down these rabbit holes and watching suggested videos and it's more entertainment. Um, it's information, but there's a lot of entertainment too. If Google's not under that same liability, then maybe they don't care. Anyway, I, that's why, that's why I, I really wonder. Um, Cause I don't think they just do it out of the goodness of their hearts to make sure we don't hurt ourselves or lose all of our money. I think it's because <laughs> they don't want to lose all their money <laughs> in lawsuits. <laughs> you know, and I would, and I think in most cases, if I were to take a, a stab at this, and, and again, this comes from, I haven't done in-depth research on this, but I would say that the place, if it does play a role, would be, it's in the clue, Google's about search. So where yeah. on YouTube are people looking for this search? Right. So I would say probably if it does play a factor, search is a big factor on it. Because in most cases, here's, well, when we think about it from the other side, right? If someone searches once, um, I, what does chest pain mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, or my chest hurts, you know, what, what could be the causes on YouTube? Let's say they search it on YouTube, they watch a video and then maybe they watch one or two videos from the search page and then they never search it again. How would YouTube do if they all of a sudden started suggesting, uh, chest pain videos more like, Oh, your elbow hurts. You know, now we're right? going to put you serve up different videos. That doesn't even make sense to me. No. Because the other algorithms, the browse and suggest are, well, especially the browse is focused on, um, like you were saying, Ricky, what will keep them on the platform the longest. Right. And people don't necessarily enjoy watching a bunch of clinical videos. <laughs> no. <laughs> about <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> right. So in that way, that is why up to this point, I haven't worried very much about right. YMWL um, in most cases. Because in a lot of cases, it's based on, it's almost like uh, the content has a different flavor of trust than, than what is, appears in a Google search engine result page. Uh, it's, it's the, so in that, YMWell is like, what's the credibility of this answer to my medical specific search focused question? And on Google, it's how much do I like this person? Uh, sorry, on YouTube. It's yeah. how much do I like this person's way of teaching, which is very different. And it's not yeah. to say that the, the credentials don't matter all of a sudden magically. Like I don't, I would never encourage anyone to go on to YouTube and just start preaching something that they don't know. Totally, um, yeah. But it, it's different. It's just a different dynamic. Yeah, and you know, I, I would say like, if you have no experience in a particular topic, that's YMYL, I probably wouldn't go create a YouTube channel about it right now. Um, but I don't think it has anything to do with what YouTube's gonna surface because of the content of the topic, I think it has a lot more to do with, like you were saying, Nate, like how much trust can I build with my audience if I don't know what I'm talking about? How, like how long can I fake it before people can tell Yeah, <laughs> in a video? Like in, on a blog, people can write a lot of stuff that's completely wrong and it's hard to tell. There's just, it's harder to fake it in a video. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just looking here at a couple of um, YouTubers I'm, specifically um, in the, you know, personal finance space, we've got um, Graham Stephan, right? Over 4 million subscribers, you know, in his, on his about page, he just says um, he was a 30 year old real estate agent and investor who started working in real estate shortly after turning 18. So that's his way of saying I was in real estate for 12 years and then, and had over 120 million in residential real estate sales 
since 2008. And so I created this channel. So that's all he's saying. It's like, hey, for 12 years, I sold a bunch of houses and invested in some myself. Mm -hmm. That's his whole credential. And he talks about a lot of different finance-related stuff, not just selling houses. And he gets a lot of views because he, he, does, he presents things in a way that a lot of people really like. And so it doesn't really matter that he's not a financial advisor and a CPA and all these other things. He can cover information in all those areas based on his background and just based on how he presents. Another's Ryan Scribner. I don't know his background. Um, he, he says he wrote a book uh, from side hustle to main hustle to millionaire about his journey. Like all of his stuff here that he, that he writes in his about is basically about like things that he's like places to people that have featured him since he started his channel. Okay. Like his whole expertise, his whole EAT is based on his experience of going from starting a side hustle to becoming a millionaire. But he talks about a lot of personal finance stuff too. And I don't know where he got his MBA, if he has one, or if he's a CPA or any of those things. Like, I don't see anything on his about that has any <laughs> three-letter acronyms or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem to matter. Well, it's interesting because if we were to pursue those threads, to your point there, if I were to pursue the thread, let's say someone were to take a, a YouTuber to, to court, their defense would probably be, well, it was my opinion. Yeah. It was entertainment and mm -hmm. it was my opinion. Uh, versus if, they go, if someone goes to a website... And it's supposed to be the definition of something. Right. And if the website said, oh, this actually isn't factual, like that's an issue. Yeah. Right? <laughs> nobody's like, nobody's going to make the claim that, well, I make my blog for entertainment purposes. <laughs> I mean, like, this, might, nobody's going to buy that anymore. Right. Like <laughs> no true. court's going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, your blog's just so entertaining. That's why people come to it. No, they go there <laughs> because they searched a question. Yeah. And your site purports to have an answer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so... Uh, I mean, the, the same will be true if people search a question on YouTube sure. and you purport yeah. to have an answer within a video. But in most cases, it's exactly what you're saying. I think there's also just a different expectation of value. We're kind of stepping away from the why and yeah. well here, yeah. but a different perception of value from an audience. If I find someone who I just really like their workouts versus other people's workouts, I hope that they're not like teaching me workouts that will cause me pain in the long run, right? But right. if I if I just like that person and how they make their videos, I'm going to watch their videos instead of someone else's videos. Right. And that's kind of the the same case here. If if I just like how this person talks about money, I'm going to watch their videos. Yep. And it's it's never it's interesting because on on YouTube especially, I've I'm sure this happens in other industries, but I'll just speak to YouTube here. People really value uh results and just straight talking that yeah. kind of thing and so it's less about you know here's here, here's the factual thing here it's look what i did yeah i did this and then this and then this happened and people just really love that they eat that up uh -huh. on youtube so yeah. it, and again if taken to a court of law it would be much i i would imagine i'm not a lawyer right i would imagine it'd be a lot easier to argue in that case as long as you never promised that you were in yes. their financial advisor and that what you or speaking to them should be taken as the law or fact or that kind of thing. If you don't promise that, then it's more of a, what well, was entertainment and opinion. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, um, and that's a valuable thing to keep in mind, right? Is it's like, you know, if you just say, well, no, I was just sharing my journey. Okay. Well, I'm just sharing stuff based on my experience. I'm answering questions based on my experience. 
if you are like answering direct personal finance questions, it's probably worthwhile to have a disclaimer somewhere that says, I'm not your personal advisor though, or your personal mm -hmm. financial advisor. You should seek out a professional in your jurisdiction. Same with legal stuff. Like absolutely. If I were, let's say that I were taking a Q and a, or doing a YouTube live and I were answering legal questions. It's like, I would say at the beginning and end and probably somewhere in the middle of the video. Maybe I just put it like, as text on screen. Yeah, the entire just time. have it just there. You know, <laughs> it's like, I'm not your lawyer. I'm, I'm just giving you my opinion um, based on my background. And of course here, I'm not a lawyer or your lawyer. So I'm not going to tell you exactly what's going to legally protect you uh, as a YouTuber. We're adding that disclaimer I'm right here, by right the way. Here. Like You're I'm not a lawyer. To this. <laughs> and if I were a lawyer, I would still say this because I'm not your lawyer. You know, in your country or in your state, there might be slightly different laws. And so maybe you need to clarify things a little bit differently. But in general, just like be smart. If it sounds like you're giving direct financial advice for somebody else to do, maybe have a disclaimer. Now, somehow Dave Ramsey gets away with this. He gives like direct advice all the time. Yes, he does. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it'd be really hard to sue him because it's like, Dave told me to spend less money. It didn't work. It made me go into more debt. No, it, that will never happen. Like his <laughs> method is so simple. He's never telling you specific stocks to invest in. Like that's where you get into trouble. When you start giving really specific advice, same with medical. If you start telling somebody, well, your chest is hurting, go do this. It's like, now be really careful. Like if someone's chest is hurting and they feel like it's associated with their heart and not a pulled muscle, like go to the doctor, maybe the ER right now. <laughs> like that's, that's the advice you give. So yeah, just be smart about it. But I don't think it's going to impact how you perform on YouTube. Yeah. And, and the, this, the interesting thing here is let's say you are a professional in one of these spaces and part of your goal of your YouTube channel is to get clients uh -huh. in one of these spaces. Let's say yeah. that for a moment here. Luckily, uh, kind of the nature of YouTube and content on YouTube is it tends to be more general. You're not necessarily giving specific right. advice to yep. an individual person. Or if you're sharing a case study, that person's already your client. And so you can share, oh, like, this is exactly what I said. This is not my advice for you. This is what I told them because they're my client, right? Um, then it's, then it's again, it's more general. And then it's a natural way for you to lead into whatever your services are. And then yeah. if it becomes more of a contractual agreement type of thing, then, then that's fine. Then it's off totally. YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's how I would approach it if I were in a really YMYL space. Again, I think the most important thing for you is to know enough of what you're talking about that you don't come across as a fake because that's going to be the most important thing. Um, if you can, if you could do a YouTube live and answer questions, like general questions as they came in, you probably know your subject well enough that, that you're going to do okay. I say that because like when you get live questions and you have to answer them on the spot, that's the real test about how well you know your topic. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I will say on this is, uh, I guess, a major difference between YouTube and the blogging space. And another reason why YMYL is so different is if you take a different archetype with your content mix, you're, you're a doctor and you're just reacting to medical scenes and, and shows and stuff. That's not even here nor there. That is pure entertainment. And you don't even have to worry about it in that yep. case. Because it's not about specific medical advice. It's just a reaction like... I've worked in a hospital and I've never seen them do that before. This is fake. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> or they said it was this 
the symptom meant that, but it actually, from my experience, Usually it actually means this. this. Yeah. yeah, it's not an issue there. Now, the funny thing here is this conversation <laughs> came up because of a thread in the Project 24 community that after reading through it, I realized we, we sat down to record this. I realized it doesn't have as much to do with EIT YMYL as the title of the thread made it sound, but I figured it was it would be worth addressing anyway. So the thread's called Help with YouTube EIT YMYL, and it's from Project 24 member Mad Max. Uh, and he's saying this current situation is he's starting a YouTube channel that helps Forex uh, in intraday and stock traders and investors solve mindset issues that hold the back and sabotage their performance. And then he talks about the desired uh, situation, YouTube as a means to bring my viewers into a mastermind community, et cetera, et cetera, right? The problem he faces, he says, the problem I face is, which by the way, I appreciate Mad Max, how well you uh, structured this question. It's very nice. You've got bold yeah. points and points here. And then my question, you broke it down. That's nice. It's nice. <laughs> uh, but he says, the, the problem I face is on YouTube, I see that trading mindset and trading psychology topics are not that popular. Okay, clarification here. That does not mean YMYL. Um, just because a topic is less popular or spreads less has zero correlation with YMYL. So I'm just clarifying that here. Uh, and so the questions addressed here, and feel free to chime in, Ricky, if you have yeah. anything to, to say here, is um, seeing his concern not to pigeonhole himself into a smaller uh, market, uh, seeing slow growth, and he doesn't want to see slow, slow growth and waste of time, and then is EAT needed for YMYL topics on YouTube, such as day trading, Forex, et cetera? Does that influence the audience reach? And this is where we address this. Maybe we answer this here. So to the first point, that's not really a question. So the second point here, is EAT needed for YMYL topics? Well, we just addressed our thoughts on it thus far. If you phrase it like, this is my experience with it, this is my take on it, and I'm not giving you personal one-on-one, -on -one, like financial advice, I don't see it being an issue. At all. It's, it's not an issue, especially if you pull in additional archetypes or elements for reasons why people will watch, which I'm guessing based on the description here, it's going to be mostly information. So it, you know, take it as it is. Okay. And then talking about the idea of possibly expanding the YouTube channel um, avatars, including also business owners who want to achieve peak performance at work and solve mindset issues or mixing the two and having a, a two target audience. Is that too much? Yes, if you're if you're going like way into forex traders mindset and then business owner mindset, those are very different. Yeah, sure, a forex trader might be a business owner, but a business owner isn't like it's very different audiences. So I would not mix those two. But to the greater question here, I read through this and I saw uh, I want to start a YouTube channel that helps forex intraday and stock traders and investors solve mindset issues that hold them back and sabotage their performance. Is that a needed thing? Is that something that people need? Yes. Is that something that people want to need? <laughs> <laughs> or know they need? Or, or know they need. And there's a good yeah. conversation happening in the comments on this thread. I appreciate the, the replies and conversation here. One of the things that stands out to me here is like, have we made a distinction without a difference? Is the, are the mindset things that hold back day traders different from the mindset things that hold back entrepreneurs? you know, other business owners, managers, employees, like how much does it differ? Now there is something to be said on YouTube. Like in blogging, I would say, wow, this is gonna be a tough sell. Cause like, it's going to probably not be that different on YouTube, maybe sort of because you can blend in the, like you're by the content you create, you could really focus on kind of the day trader, you know, whatever 
sort of group of people. You could use their vernacular. You could, I mean, you could probably kind of cultivate that audience, but like, are we unnecessarily pigeonholing ourselves because we're focused too much on mindset for a small group of people when those people are probably just going to search generic mindset questions and, and they're going to watch their favorite mindset channels if they need it and know they need it. They're not necessarily going to look for a mindset channel that's just only for only for forex etc yeah yeah i have an issue with that space and this i hope if you're listening to this if you're not i know we're addressing a specific question here but i want you to look at your own niche while we're talking through this because there's possibility that you're making a distinction that doesn't need to be made yeah and you're actually stunting yourself because there's another update on this thread uh, that this uh, Project 24 member says, I'm aware that most people in the trading world are interested in hacks and fast cash. However, I'm looking for the ones that have experience and want to work on their mindset. I think that would be a very small audience. Yeah. Uh, people that want trading mindset. Now this, uh, I again, I'm not in that space, so I don't know it super well. But but my follow-up to that is, even if you were to say, oh yeah, there's a lot of people that said like, okay, why do they want that trading mindset? Because they want to make money with trading. Yeah. So why are we making a distinction into mindset here? Maybe those are the topics we cover a lot here. But when I'm thinking of the language I'm going to use to speak to that audience, I'm not going to make a video. I, I, I really don't think I would do this. Like, um, man, like a, a whole video that's why you need to change your mindset in order to trade better. Like, yeah, they, they want it's it would be rather this one thing makes this one hack, this one mindset hack can double your, your trading revenue or like the, the thing they want is more revenue. They want yeah. more money. It's not necessarily the mindset that they're going for. Correct me if you think differently. No, here. I'm with you. I think that, and like, like we've talked about, like on YouTube, people want the results and they want the videos to be the things that help, or at least that they think will help them get the similar results to what, to what you're able to show. So we need, we need that, uh, you know, this, this one change, um, or you know, this one simple change or this one daily, you know, one habit. minute routine habit yeah. that I added to my day makes me $10,000 a month, you know, or, you know, whatever, um, that's, that's going to get views. But notice that in that title, I said nothing about Forex trading. It's true. <laughs> so like uh, I would either make a channel about trading and talk a lot about mindset, but all the other things, or I would make a channel about mindset, mindset productivity, like self-improvement. I mean, there's a channel that comes to mind that I see pop up fairly regularly, uh, charisma on command. These guys, they, I don't even ever show, think they ever show their faces on camera, which is funny because their banner on their YouTube channel is them. I'm like, I've never seen these guys before. Um, and I think this is the channel. Um, they got almost 6 million subscribers and they're talking about lots of different things like um, the, 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 the main one that shows up for me when I go to their channel page, how to be effortlessly charming if you're quiet. They've got all sorts of other ones like how to never run out of things to say. I've seen ones about like how to win any argument or debate. And they're using like B-roll from of like movie footage and showing those things, or either movie footage, um, sometimes like the the arguing one, they were talking about, they were using Ben Shapiro as an example, and they're uh -huh. saying, I'm not taking a side politically, I'm just saying these are the tactics he uses that makes everybody else look stupid when they talk to him. Yeah. Um, 
they've and they've done similar things with like Jordan Peterson, people who argue or who debate really well, and they're just talking about here are the seven things that Ben does, and then they're like showing brief examples. They're using B-roll with voiceover, and then showing some examples of little clips of like, see, here's when Ben did this, and you're like, you see how he did, and these videos do incredibly well. Like mindset needs to be packaged maybe a little bit differently. Um, and notice that all of these, like five habits that make people hate you immediately. Um, nobody wants to be hated, but like, okay. You got to watch um, that. I got to watch <laughs> that though to make sure things. I'm not doing those things. Or like, again, how to be charming if you're quiet, how to look extremely confident under pressure. All of these are results oriented and they're all things that people would want or absolutely not want like being hated. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so you're going to want to watch that if you see it pop up. Yeah. And I think the point here is not that we think this is a bad channel idea. I, right. I hope you're not getting this, especially <laughs> Mad Max. Max yeah, if you're listening totally. to this, uh, that's definitely not what we're saying. And it's possible there are gaps in our understanding. And with this little post, we don't understand everything going on behind totally. the scenes. Yeah. It's possible. We're totally wrong on this. Um, However, I, I hope we're, you're getting the maybe the next level thinking with this question that, that's been asked um, with focusing on what do people want? Yes. And it's not just, you know, trading psychology or mindset. Sure, maybe that's what they need, but what do they want, want with yeah. that? And I think that will help immensely with planning topics and deciding what type of channel. Because the question is, what kind of niches should I put under this umbrella? And Ricky, you brought up made some really good points there. Like, how are we going to package it? Yeah. We're going to make it so that it is an audience that has continuity that people will want to watch each of the videos on that channel. And, and the cool thing with YouTube that I love be that is so nice as somebody coming from blogging is that we can make content that is based on what people need and even want, but that they don't know to search for in blogging. Like I have to make content based on what they're, what they know to search. Um, and so if I want to point them towards something that they want, but they don't know yet, I have to like get them in and then I have to point, I have to like, sh like shuffle them over to this other content that I know that they need, but that uh -huh. they didn't know to search for on YouTube. It's like, you can just show up in the feed based upon their other common interests. And then when they see the thumbnail and the title, they're like, Oh yeah, I want that. Like Curiosity. I never ever did any search around charisma ever once. They popped up in my feed uh -huh. and it was interesting enough. I've probably watched five or six videos. I've, I'm not even subscribed to the channel at all. They just every now and then show up in my feed and I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. I want to learn how to defend myself in any argument. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I think you can do that, but it has to be stuff that they want, not just what they need. Yeah. I think that's the key that you just, you were right on there, Nate, is, they have to want it enough that when they see it, they're like, ooh, yes, let me watch that. Uh -huh. Even if they don't know to search for it, which is awesome. Yeah, love it. absolutely. So here's hoping you got some good nuggets from the, the conversation. And if you're, especially if your channel's in a similar situation, YMYL situation, look at some of the angles that we uh, discussed here and we'll see you next time.
Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but is not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.